Welcome to Slalom on Air. I'm Kim Taylor, and this podcast is all about how we truly live our values at Slalom, not only with each other, but also in our work. Today's conversation promises to be very unique and really interesting, so let me just tee us up. 18 years before joining Solom, John answered the call to serve as a military member starting in 2003. When he graduated from the United States Air Force Academy, he was commissioned as an officer and served in active duty Air Force as an intelligence professional and leader. In 2015, he transitioned to the Army as a reservist, where he still serves as a civil affairs officer. Over the span of his career, John has been involved in five overseas operations, and he recently returned from a 10-month deployment with the reserves, where he served as the commanding officer in a civil affairs unit. So, John, let me just say, welcome to Solomon Air. I'm super excited to hear your story. Thank you for making the time to talk with us today. Hi, Kim. Thanks so much for having me here. This is great. So there is so much we need to talk about here today, John, but as a way to get started, it's my understanding that you just came back from a 10-month deployment. Is that right? Yes. Yes, I did. Uh, Went to Africa. It was quite the experience. Uh, You know, when you step off the plane, uh, I went from early fall in in Germany uh, for a couple of days, which was fun, then went down to Africa. And when I stepped off the plane, the first thing it hits you is the heat. Oh, the, I bet. The heat hits you in the face. It, it, <laughs> it, and then the dryness is, is what hits you next. And then after that, almost immediately following is the intensity of the sun. You know, I'm not typically somebody who wears a lot of sunblock, but I tell you what, I wore it every single day there. Every day. Wow. Yeah. Well, I know you can't really tell us specifics of your missions or anything like that, but maybe can you paint us a picture of of what you're doing when you go on these missions? Yeah, for sure. So as a civil affairs officer or as a civil affairs team, uh, essentially, in a nutshell, what we do is, is we work closely in partnership with other government agencies and with other militaries of allied nations all around the world. Um, so as a civil affairs officer and as the commander of our unit, uh, you know, I was the face of the United States to in the United States military to the people that, that we were partnering with. It's something that was very exciting. It was uh, very challenging to know that I didn't represent myself, which I was used to. I didn't represent just my people. I didn't represent my company, but. I was essentially to those people, the face of the United States. And I mm-hmm. represented and trying to do justice to an entire nation. However, at the end of the day, what we did had real impacts on people's lives uh, and their perceptions of America as a whole. Yeah. When you get off the plane, you've got your mission. What does that look like? How are you... Uh, what are you thinking about in those first couple of minutes and hours as you begin to deploy for this mission? It's basically you step off the plane. You're like, okay, where am I? What do I need to do? What do I have? What resources do I have? Which resources do I not have? Uh, how much time do I have to get everything fully operational? Uh, so for us, you know, I, I, I walked in. Uh, thankfully, I had a tent that was already set up, but I, I walked <laughs> into the tent and my team and I, 
went in there and we just had carpets, old carpets that were rolled up. There was no electricity. There was no internet. There was no, there was, there was nothing that, that we actually needed to conduct our mission. And my first thought was, well, this is going to be fun. Um, <laughs> but, you know, we had people in the department, of the army that wanted to know what we were doing and how we were progressing because this was the first time that we had stood up this particular mission set. Um, it was definitely challenging, but after we got electricity and air conditioning, uh, which comes along <laughs> with that, which is key, uh, things started to kind of roll from there. Um, we got internet stood up and we just kept going. And as part of setting these things up, it sounds like you're working with local community leaders and, and others. Is that right? Is that part of how, how this gets done? Yes. So our job is essentially to work with locals to help to identify the causes of instability and then partner with them to come up with creative solutions uh, and then help them in any way that we can. I love that. And, you know, it's it's such a great uh, methodology, true to consulting, where we're not doing it to you, we're doing it with you. And it sounds like it's the same idea here. Let's partner, let's collaborate, let's communicate and figure it out together. A hundred percent. Yeah. Really partnering with them to come up with creative and innovative solutions to very difficult problems. That's the name of the game there. How old were you when you joined? I was 18. 18. Okay. Fresh 18. And yeah. And so when you joined, were you thinking that you would want to have a lifetime military career or were you thinking I'll do this for so many years, whatever that is, and then I will start a career in business or in some other field or kind of what was that like? So I I didn't have any particular plans at the time. I just knew that I wanted to serve, you know, as time progressed when you're 18, you think you know it all, then you become older (laughs) and and you realize that you don't actually, or that you didn't, you know, it's something that, uh, I now want to continue doing until it, it, it no longer feels right or until my body no longer <laughs> allows me to. Okay. Um, but it, it is something that has become a part of me. And it's that is not something that I intended to have happen. It's not something that I thought would happen. But um, I actually spoke with a friend about this this past weekend saying it's difficult to actually give up something that at this point uh, and about six months I would have been in the military for more than 50% of my life, which it's mind boggling. Yeah. But it it has become a big part of who I am as a person at this point. What made you decide then to uh, begin a career in corporate America? So that's something that I've also always wanted to do. Um, You know, my, my family has a lot of business people in it. And I saw that Whatever happened in my military career at some point, it was going to end. And I wanted to continue serving and continue working in our society as a whole. And I thought, what better way to do that than, you know, working with businesses that can can help build our society and help to improve, help to innovate solutions to difficult problems that can help us, you know, live in a way that's uh, sustainable moving forward and in, in, into the future. So for me, it's... Yeah. It's different, but it's still part of my same overall life mission, which is to help our people. Is it challenging to balance having a career in business and also still having a career in the military as a reservist? 
It is. It's it's very difficult. Um, uh, the biggest, without a doubt, the biggest, most challenging thing is its demands on or its or its impacts to my family time. Mm. I have two young children. Uh, I have a wife, and being able to balance the demands of the soldiers that I'm placed in charge of, that I have stewardship over, as well as the projects and the clients that I've promise to help and that it's my job to do the best that I can for them. Uh, balancing those commitments with my family, which always comes first, uh, that's the biggest challenge. And then trying to fit something in there for myself here and there. I think you've, you've called it out perfectly. You've got your family first and foremost. You've got your military obligations and the things that, that are so meaningful to you and that you have committed to. You've got your clients and the things that are so meaningful to you there and that you also have committed to. And it's interesting, too, that then there's also this this insert of and then, hey, there's me, too. So I can see how I'm. it sounds like you have a lot of responsibility on your shoulders. It also sounds like that's what gives your life a lot of meaning and that's what makes you feel fulfilled and happy. So I'm, I'm glad for that. But it does sound like a bit of a, a juggling act, you know, Definitely. kind of carrying on with, with that line of thinking, what's it like for you and what's it like for your family when you quote unquote, get the call? Uh, so when I get the call that I have to go and do some overseas uh, mission, it's, it's exciting, but there's also that pit in the stomach that hits you, it's, you know, how is this going to impact my family? How is this going to impact my progression in my civilian career? Overall, there's so many unknowns at that time, both from the military side, the professional side, uh, family side. It's the fear of the unknown. With anything, you take a moment, you appreciate the fact that there are things that you don't know. Mm -hmm. uh, for me, I usually give myself between three to 12 hours and then take a nap, <laughs> go to sleep, something, uh -huh. wake up and make decisions, move forward and, and don't look back. So in the military, it's something that's become one of my personal mottos. And that is in the lack of further guidance, move forward aggressively. Wow. I love the way that you kind of allow yourself the space to get your head around what's next and then you move forward from there. I mean, there's so much in what you're saying that, you know, we can all just take a moment and kind of reflect on and, and how does that show up in our own lives? Um, so let's hit a couple more little details. Maybe tell me um, what's one of the most challenging things of being overseas and what's one of the most enjoyable things? Kind of give us that juxtaposition. Uh, challenging, that's easy being apart from my family, uh, being mm. apart from my children in, in, in particular, you know, my, my wife is a rock star. Um, she, she can handle it. She's been through it multiple times. Don't enjoy it, but she's great at it. Um, and I couldn't do what I do without her even in the slightest bit. But, um, the most enjoyable part was the opportunity to, to lead young, young soldiers and to see them develop. Uh, there's one particular soldier. I've known this person for seven years and to see them grow from, they joined when they were 18, uh, to see them grow from, you know, a young adult into 
really who they are today as a soldier, as a leader, as a civil affairs uh, professional. That was really cool to see. They they really skyrocketed during our time over there. And not just that one person, but there are many that I, I really saw grow. And that was very rewarding. Mm-hmm. I bet. Well, in fact, actually, that leads perfectly to this next thought of, you know, as an OE consultant, organizational effectiveness consultant, what have you drawn from in your deployments and working as a leader to these other soldiers that, that helps you do that? So I, I like to boil things down to the principles because when the proverbial stuff hits the fan, you're always going to go back to your principles, what's mm-hmm. been ingrained in you, the fight or flight, you know, what, who are you at the core of your being and, and what values do you, do you hold as non-negotiables? I believe that as a leader, you're given stewardship over individuals. Individuals make up teams, teams make up organizations. At the end of the day, no matter what your position is, you are stewarding individuals. So how does that translate to working as a consultant uh, with teams and with clients? Understanding that no matter what I'm doing, I'm working with people and taking the time to understand and, and, and learn about each person as an individual and then collaborating with them to work on creative solutions. That's probably the biggest takeaway is people skills, working with people, building teams and solving problems. Well, John, I cannot thank you enough for being part of the podcast today, for sharing your story, for your military service, and for being part of the Slalom team. Thank you so very much for for your everything. Thank you, Kim, it's been great. listening to Slalom on Air. Tune in to hear more by following us on your preferred podcast listening app. New stories will be coming regularly. And if you're interested in joining Slalom, check us out at slalom.com careers.